Welcome to Found in Space, a science podcast for kids and teens. Nadia would like to know, is Venus really hotter than Earth? And would you be squished and melted? So Nadia, thank you. This is a really fun question. So we'll start with yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> All right, but let's get into the whys behind these yeses. So Venus is sometimes called Earth's twin because Venus is about the same size, it's just a little smaller, and about the same mass which is how much stuff it's made from. It's just a little ma less massive than Earth. So they're very, very similar from the outside perspective. If there were aliens in another civilization looking at us with a telescope across the cosmos, they would see these two planets that seemed a lot alike. And you know what? Venus and Earth are really close to each other too. We're both in the inner solar system orbiting around the sun. Now, Venus is a little bit closer to the sun than us. So for a long time, we thought that, well, Venus might be very, very much like Earth if we were to go visit it. And we can actually see Venus from Earth. You might have actually seen Venus before. Sometimes it's nicknamed the morning star or the evening star because planets, when you're not looking at them through a telescope, if they're close enough that you can see them with your own eyes, they kind of look like stars, but they look like brighter stars that don't twinkle quite as much as an actual star does. So Venus will be visible in the evenings or the mornings, pretty close to sunset or sunrise, and it looks really, really bright. It's going to be one of the very brightest things that you see in the sky. Now, once we got telescopes, we started looking at Venus and it looked like Venus was covered in clouds. And so astronomers, they were really excited about this. Okay, we've got clouds. It's a little bit closer to the sun. And the assumption was this is probably a very lush, wet, kind of tropical, rainforesty sort of world where even though it's closer to the sun, it's got all those clouds covering it. So maybe not quite as much light gets through. And there's lots of old science fiction about the space explorers going to Venus and there being, you know, big dinosaurs and Amazon warriors and cool things like that. But it turns out that yes, it is covered in clouds, but those clouds are not water clouds like the clouds that we have here on Earth. So Venus has a different atmosphere than Earth does. So we started to look at Venus and once we developed radio astronomy, so radio is a type of light that humans don't see, but we can use telescopes that can see it. And one of the things that radio astronomy can tell us is how hot an object is. And so we started to take these measurements of Venus and we found these really, really high temperatures. Now, some scientists believed it and others thought there must be some mistake because we're finding temperatures that are hundreds of degrees hot. 
how could this Earth-like planet possibly be that hot? Well, it turns out once humans actually sent probes to Venus, so the Soviet Union sent some probes that landed, they went down through the atmosphere of Venus, turns out that it really is that hot. In fact, it's so hot that their probes melted. Yeah, so their probes stopped functioning. Now, not all of the components, but it got so hot that probably some of the wiring and things like that that had lower melting temperatures probably melted. So we think that Venus, on average, is about 475 degrees Celsius. That's about 900 degrees in Fahrenheit. So for reference, when you bake cookies in the oven, you probably bake them around 300 or 350 degrees. So this is way hotter than your oven. And it's not just on the day side, the side that's facing the sun that's this hot. It's also on the night side as well. And this is because Venus has a really, really thick atmosphere. So the atmosphere is the air. It's the gases that gravity is holding onto. And I like to think of it as an air blanket. So imagine that it was a hot summer day. It's the middle of July or the middle of August. And you are in a sleeping bag in the sun. You're going to start getting really, really hot, right? Because that heat is going to try and escape and it's going to be blocked by the sleeping bag. And it's kind of like that with Venus. Venus has this very thick atmosphere. It's roughly a hundred times as thick as our atmosphere. So it's much better at holding in the heat that it has. And Venus is closer to the sun. Now its atmosphere is so thick, it's got all these clouds, probably not as much light actually gets down to the surface, but more of the heat it sticks around. Venus's atmosphere is mostly carbon dioxide, CO2. And here on Earth, CO2 plays a really important role. It plays the same role that it does on Venus, which is to keep us from cooling down. If we didn't have any CO2 or we had very little, then we would get really, really cold at night. Now we've got to be careful though, because we don't want to have too much CO2 because then our atmosphere would become like Venus's where it gets so hot and it holds in so much heat that it's way too hot for there to be liquid water on the surface of Venus. Perhaps in the distant past, there actually were oceans on Venus, but today we certainly do not see them with those kinds of temperatures. And also, given how thick the atmosphere is, it has a lot of pressure. So think about that sleeping bag again. And think about piling on top of that sleeping bag all the coats and jackets and blankets and everything that you own. And you're laying underneath that. You're going to start to feel like that's getting kind of heavy, right? And while you're at it, just put the mattress on top. You're going to feel the weight of that squishing down. Well, atmospheres are like that too. Even if the atmosphere is clear for us, we can see right through it, it's still, all of those particles still have some weight and they are crushing down. They're being pulled down by gravity. So if we were to try to stand on the surface of Venus, let's ignore the temperature for a moment, but if we were to try and stand there, 
our bodies wouldn't be able to survive in that. We would be crushed. Now, the pressure is somewhere in the realm, and scientists are still working on figuring out exactly how much pressure there is, but it's somewhere between 75 to 100 times as much pressure on the surface of Venus as there is on the surface of Earth at sea level. That's a lot, right? So the poor probes that we sent, remember the probes are just robots, there were no people on it or anything like that, but they had no chance of surviving. So if we're going to send things back, we have got to really be careful with how we design our probes. It's going to be a really fun engineering problem to figure out how to make sure it survives in those temperatures and those pressures. Now, of course, we have the question of, well, Venus and Earth are so, so similar in terms of their size, their mass, their position in the solar system. Why are their atmospheres so different? And this is something we're still really working on trying to understand better. How did that happen? And learning about Venus will help us to do a better job taking care of and learning about our own planet. Something else very exciting about Venus is that some scientists think this might be the right planet to be the first flyby with human target. Okay, other than the moon, of course. So we went to the moon, but before we landed humans on the moon, first we flew humans around the moon. And then after flying humans around the moon, then we landed humans on the moon. And hopefully with the Artemis mission, we'll be doing that. So there will be a mission coming up soon in which humans fly around the moon and come back and prepare, prepare for us to return to the moon. But Venus would be a great place for us to send humans to fly around and come back. Now, we wouldn't want to land the people on Venus. It's pretty hard to land people. And as we talked about, it's really, really hot and there's a lot of pressure. So we're going to need much better technology to be able to do that. But we could have the humans that are flying around Venus actually controlling rovers down on the surface of Venus basically like remote control little cars or robots that are doing science and collecting samples and doing the sorts of things that are really hard for us to do from a far distance away. Because when we're on Earth, we have to wait for the signal to come all the way back from Venus. And then we send the signal back and there's a long time delay. But if we had people close to Venus in orbit or flying around, then they could do that a lot faster. And it might be a prep for us to learn how it is to have humans in space away from Earth for several months at a time. Because our space stations are really close to Earth, right? They're just right up in low Earth orbit. They can see Earth the whole time. But if we ever want to send humans farther out, we want to go to Mars, we want to go out to the Jovian moons, we're going to need to start practicing and learning. And Venus might be a great target for that. All right. This was so much fun. Nadia, thank you for this great question. Everyone, thank you for being here with us learning about space and science. And if you've got any questions you'd like us to talk about on the podcast, please have your folks send it in to the email in the description. And as always, my friends, I hope you have dark skies and remember to stay curious.